Welcome to You Hate Movies, a podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In episode 5, we're trying something a little different and evaluating a viewer's first impressions of Legendary Pictures' 2014 reboot of Godzilla. Patrick Porter and I are joined by our friend Bethany Allen, who has appeared on the show before in episode 1 to debate the age-appropriateness of Disney's Frozen. Bethany saw Godzilla moments before the following recording, so the conversation revolves around her immediate impression of the film. Obviously, the whole thing is riddled with spoilers. All right, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) So, today, we're trying something new, and the idea is uh, first impressions, and it's based around the 2014 movie uh, Godzilla, directed by Gareth Edwards. And what we thought we might do is um, take a couple of folks who have seen Godzilla and who rather enjoyed it um, and who have had time to process it and think about it and even discuss it at length and then take uh, another party who has not seen Godzilla, reveal Godzilla to this party, and then immediately thereafter begin a discussion into um, what insights this person has gleaned from seeing Godzilla only moments before and so for this task we have invited back to the show bethany allen who was in our premiere episode arguing with our friend tyler about frozen so bethany before we start how have you been dealing with the fame that you've received from their first episode it's fairly overwhelming uh, but i'm surviving doing okay yeah thanks for asking guys (laughs) tough tough couple months (laughs) do you have to do a lot of i just want to live a normal life constantly yeah my whole world doesn't revolve around frozen it was just one evening that type yeah i mean people get asking for autographs and sure sure pictures signed pictures it's pretty typical yeah it's a mixed blessing yeah it's a blessing and a curse you seem to be handling it well though yeah well some people are built for it (laughs) okay so i thought it would be helpful before we (laughs) before we actually get into godzilla um bethany if you tell us what type of moviegoer are you tell us about what you how you you like movies i love going to the movies you love the going whole experience to the i'm a very experiential person i enjoy going to the movies and i really don't care what the movie's about to be honest not, not most of the time i didn't see where the wild things are because i didn't get the like dancing muppet thing okay um <laughs> sure <laughs> so that was a really strange movie to pick out as an example. I don't know. It was okay. just, I think everyone saw it and then I didn't see it. Also that Fox one with George Clooney in it. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, but I like, I, I like to choice. see, um, I loved going to see the movie. So I go, I, I'm going at least once or twice a month, at least to the movie theater. You're an avid movie goer. I watch a movie a weekend probably. Okay. It's at true. Home at or home in the or in the theater, depending and on. And when you're at home, who else is there? It's all alone. There it is. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> you would, you would mm-hmm. describe your current situation as single. Let's highlight that some more. Yeah, uh, I'm alone in my house, but I appreciate it because I can just fully express myself as I'm feeling the emotions of the movie <laughs> without <laughs> condemnation. Are you talking out loud when you're watching the movie? Sometimes. Right. Sometimes I'm responding to, to yeah. what's happening. Okay. I have a background in theater, so. Wait, is that true? That's true. Were you in Pippin? I was not, but Oklahoma? I was in a few others. Oklahoma. Okay. I was not. La Boheme, the opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hello, Dolly. That was you, huh? Children of Eden. 
Just to name a few. So you th- and you think this translates to your affection for movies nowadays? I think I can appreciate good acting and good production when I well, see it. Well, tell me this then. You okay. say you go to the movies. doesn't matter what kind of movie it is necessarily. Um, do you think that you're you're able to get invested in just about any type of movie? Absolutely. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to see anything from like a rom-com, oh, yeah. something heavy drama, or even like a horror movie, you, you're going to yeah. get emotionally invested in, in it to some degree? Every time. Every I time. I think that makes me a good moviegoer, though. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm able so. to fully participate in what's taking place. That's the benefit of seeing a movie, though, is it takes you out of the world that you're currently in. That's true. And, tr- yeah. and just moves <laughs> you to another. Do you to have a different a, world for a little while. Do you have a favorite movie of all time? No, but I'm not the kind of person that has a favorite of anything yeah. of all time. Hmm. I feel like I love so many things. Yeah, well, not showing favoritism might work <coughs> in your favor sometimes. Yeah, Okay. sometimes. All right, so here we are. We watched Godzilla. Yes. Now, you did not catch Godzilla in theater, so this, this evening Mm-mm. was the first time you'd ever seen it. First time in my life, just a few minutes ago, finished it. Before we get into the fine details and all that, so you're coming out of the theater, and uh, you just saw Godzilla. Your friend's coming out of a different theater, and they saw something else, and they say, was it any good? What'd you think? And you say? I would say, yeah, it was very entertaining. Appreciated. um, I just appreciate a full-body featured film, and by that I mean... It's got these pieces to the story that are very relational, but also the effects feel really real. I thought it had all those good character traits. There's so a little bit of a love thing that mm-hmm. keeps us going for the females in the room. And uh, oh, we it's, can't appreciate it's, that. It's the interesting. The room There's a hero. Sure, you can. Sure, you can. But some men are in touch with their feelings like they should be. What do you think? Why is it that you weren't, uh, that you're not sorry you missed it in, in theaters, Bethy? Because um, I feel like I would have rather have seen something else <laughs> that had, you know, I honestly, yeah. my gut is like the storyline was a little tiny bit slow. We spent a lot of time like connecting with the weird Montus and the whatever the aliens are. Mutos. And Godzilla, like a lot of time, like giving us a backstory. And I realize it's the first one, but it just was a little bit. Long before we got to the real action. Why is it that you keep calling the Mutos aliens? I noticed that all through the... uh, (laughs) Because they're aliens. Aren't they? Come again? They look like the Predators. Yeah, but they never said they were of alien origin. I thought they looked... Yes, they said extraterrestrial. They they said they are terrestrial. Well... (laughs) (laughs) Not half right. Pretty close. (laughs) 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 Am I right, people? Well, okay, 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 okay I miss your. I apologize. Abby, bring me that iPad in there so I can see the things I wrote down that Beth said. So, oh, well, so okay. I feel like I just didn't feel like I missed much. Well, then that I... that brings me to an interesting point. There, I wanted to ask you about something. Mm-hmm. One of the selling points of Godzilla is uh, what we in the business like to call the uh, the rules of cinematic foreplay. Which means oh if you <laughs> if you're watching Sounds something so like a PG thirteen, <laughs> if you're watching a monster Explosive. movie, you don't want to uh, reveal the monster too fast, too much of the monster. Hmm. You want to kind of drag it out, build tension, dread, sup- suspense, and then when you finally get the monster, you you take him right back away 
so that we want, you know, because the, the MUTOs came out pretty early on, and I, I noticed and that you said... they typically surprised about how little screen time they actually have. Yeah, Godzilla's not actually in the film a tremendous amount of time. But when you finally get Godzilla, you're like, oh my gosh, there he is. If he was, if we were just being pummeled by images of Godzilla from beginning to end, we'd we'd get Godzilla fatigue. So what? How? What's your take on that? Did you feel like he was in there enough? Did you feel like the big? Yeah. We we actually don't even see him until an hour into the movie. Yeah, um, that's not true. We do see him at the beginning, but you only don't get the full it's hero alluded shot. to him. Yeah. I mean, I can appreciate the the suspense that we're building up to the big. <laughs> you I don't mean, have to use the same. I'm metaphor. not going to use you any other words. You can stray from the metaphor. Um, but I do <laughs> think do. I do think um, that we spent a long time just. Up, it just felt a little bit exhaustive that first hour getting to like the meat of like the actual interaction because no, we didn't even know there were two Montus or whatever until. <laughs> Mutus? I don't think that's what true because you were over there flipping your wig over Brian Cranston losing his wife in those tunnels. But that was in the first like 10 minutes. I know, but I'm saying in the first act of the movie, you seemed like you were pretty interested I in I was those very characters. interested, but then like, t- you know, 30 minutes in, I was like, okay, oh, okay, y- you just died, <laughs> dad. Yeah. And then, and then we just spent a lot of time in the in-between, and I just felt like it was a little bit long. That's just personal. Okay. It's not... Did you find yourself wanting to see more Godzilla or excited every time he came up? Yeah. You, uh, I noticed that you said that Godzilla was being too dramatic. Every time he was going to reveal himself, there was a lot of... Uh, it, took, it just took him a lot to get up, if you know what I mean. <laughs> just like in the water, it just took him... It was very slow. It's like, get up out of the water. Quit causing all the tsunamis. <laughs> it just felt a little bit slow getting up. I don't know. He's but heavy. He's, he's very big. Well, and I can appreciate the water being on him. It just felt a little <laughs> bit slow. <laughs> it's not a problem. I mean, it was a little bit of a problem. She was, for you guys listening to this, as she's watching it, she's going, oh my gosh, he's so dramatic. Just get up. <laughs> well, there was a war to be won, and he was taking his daggum time hopping up in the water. That's his thing, you know? He's a big... Well, He's a big thing. I wanted to ask you about something else that I noticed you you kept mentioning was your aversion to the goo. Anytime there was slime mm. on screen, you didn't you weren't happy with it. I felt like it was gross. <laughs> it just looked gross, and it was covering stuff. And of course, to the viewer, it's an indicator that there's some bad stuff coming. Oh, you picked up on that, huh? I did, and I just find it really gross. And That's everyone good. just dipping their hands in there. They're just like. What this is when it could be radioactive, it could be poison, it could be like laced with something. I mean, and there, there they are, just willy nilly about the goo. If I saw goo on an airplane or okay. monster, it was a submarine. A submarine. Yeah. I would not be like, let me just, let, just well, move it around. On, right? no. Okay. Yeah, like gloves on. You'd still touch yeah, it. Thick. On. Viscous white slime, like mucus. No, there's nothing that can get through those hazmat suits. Please, nothing. No, not when it's an unidentified moon toe. Muto, Muto, Muto. No end. No, there's no end in there. No end. Yeah, Muto. make a note on that. Now the next thing uh, is that you, you, you know, speaking of the Mutos and the, um, the submarine, the missiles, 
you said you picked up on an interesting comparison was you said it looked like they were catching a cig whenever they would <laughs> eat one of the warheads. <laughs> totally did. Watch those babies fumble around with the little warheads. It looks like they're having a smoke. And you said and it's and also the, the wake of death and destruction as is there again like like a smoker. It's pretty metaphorical if you <laughs> ask me. Here they are picking up the cigs, which actually can light up, if you will. <laughs> oh, and uh, and they're they're destructive in their whole body. And so I think it's speaks to everyone itself. around them. That's, that's well. a good observation. It, pe- it affects other that, people. You know? So riddle me this, Bethany. You you say you watch a movie, and you say that uh, um, you're you're able to be allow yourself to become invested in just about any type of movie. Mm. Now, does that same thing apply to your suspension of disbelief? Are you able to sit down and be like, okay, I'm watching something that's science fiction or fantasy or whatever, and so, um, I'm you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not one of these. No bungholes that's like that ain't real well i can't be like that because i'm you know i believe in like i believe in a lot of stuff that yeah, is sure not sure a- you're not able to see with your eyeballs sure okay so i can appreciate you know things that seem more m- mystical if you will but you know careful with that <laughs> um <laughs> so no i don't think so this one if i'm really tired though and i'm trying to be funny then I will be like, please, or whatever, which I don't like. I don't like those people who do that. I don't appreciate that at all. But I found myself tonight going, well, get up and be faster. I found myself engaged in that Well, that's sense. a different thing than saying, that's a giant dinosaur monster. That's not real. No, yeah, I, I could totally foresee it. I believe, oh, you know, well, I'm not sure yet <laughs> about that. He might be that. down there. But it made me think about the Loch Ness, remember? Yeah, you brought up the Loch Ness in the right. f- in the opening credits. So, I mean, what do we know about that? Also, Sasquatch, I'm open. <laughs> I'm very open. <laughs> I but am. Why it, not be open? It's, it's well, not Sasquatch, unbelievable. It, it's Maybe it's a little unbelievable. Loch Ness monster less so. He might be out there. Yeah. Nasty. She? She might be. She might be. be it was proven a hoax by the. Uh, no, I saw it on Google Maps no. recently. What was that? They had the people who took the original pictures admitted it was. No, that was, was a coincidence. Fake. Really? But they found a different it's one. It's a myth. Else. Myth precedes fact, like C.S. Lewis said. <laughs> okay. Know. So you're watching Godzilla. Your your belief is uh, your disbelief is suspended, and so you're in this world where, yeah. um, did you feel, like. Man, this is what uh, this is what this type of crisis would be like. Since the filmmakers in Godzilla have gone through great efforts to kind of ground it in a person's perspective. So most of the camera work is on the ground, looking up at the monsters, or it's from a rooftop looking out on the monsters, or it's usually from some sort of vantage point that would put you like, "Oh, this would was what it would be like if you were there." Could you imagine? Could you imagine the world? Uh, yeah, I could totally imagine it because because we've all encountered we all went through nine eleven, so we we kind of understand. We did. We were there. Well, we weren't there per se, but we, we lived, were we in a time where it we took saw place. it. We saw like what it looked like on a movie when people were like screaming and running and clouds of building dust was smushing them. Um. So I think that it's totally believable. I felt like it was really. Um, I thought it was like scientifically accurate or what I would try to put together as scientifically accurate. Like 
The monsters weren't trying to destroy the buildings. They were just too big. And that's what they would be like in a city. They would just be accidentally smushing buildings and creating big fat waves because they're just too big. So I felt like all that was like really good and really believable. And I felt like if I was a human person, that's how if my experience were. would be yeah, if in you the were. movie or in right. that no, no, if you were. real gotcha. time setting. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Thing. If so you I felt like it was pretty good. The science stuff, though, I didn't like that they expected us to know science words. Like? EMP. Oh, ele- electromagnetic. I mean, how many of you pulse? really know what that means? Nobody. Zero. Zero people. I feel like they qualified it. Like, f- like you had to pick it up at the beginning, but I was too caught up in the emotional relationship. So I didn't pick yeah, it but up. But the so way like, they talked about it kind of explained the situation. Well, you understood what the EMP was doing. No. Yeah, you did. You st- it's knocking the power out. You even it's said It's knocking earlier. the power out. That's all I knew. But I'm like, what's knocking the power out? And yeah, I mean, I felt like it was good that I could understand that Godzilla or the um, Mutu- Mutos. <laughs> <laughs> Mutos. Mutos, yeah, 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 there you yeah. go. So could get um their their energy from radio radio waves, radiation and radiation <laughs> waves. That was good. I could piece all that together, but I didn't totally understand Godzilla breathing radioactive juice, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't understand where that came from, except that he lives down at the base of the core of the Earth and gets radioactive mm-hmm. waves. So I liked all that. Well, I was going <laughs> to ask, you said back there, it's interesting that you made this observation, Bethany, because uh, one of the things that the filmmakers were going for was that neither Godzilla nor the Mutos, even, per se, were all that preoccupied with people. They're not, like, malevolent against yeah. people. People are just inconsequential to them. That's right. And They're you, casualties. Yeah, and you you seem to have made that connection yourself. Yeah, I think it was really refreshing that Godzilla was nice. Because, right, he was nice. because, because in the story. other movies or whatever the snippets I've seen over the last, I don't know, 20, I'm about 20 How old are something. You again? Just 20, just shy of <laughs> 29. How many, have you seen any of the other Godzilla movies? Oh, no, but I've only seen snippets of them. And you were saying you like And I was saying that. The perception of Godzilla in that is that he was like holding people in his hands and hurting them. But this one was like really nice, but I felt like there were these underlying tones of like, mm, of like, we have to listen to science. We have to listen and like be submitted to science, you know, because the military was being totally stupid as it pertained to like science. Because science was like, just let, let nature or let science take its course. So we were trying to learn that, I guess, as the audience, which I don't know how I feel about that, like, subversive theme. And also that we can't control nature. And mm-hmm. I think that was another theme. But I feel like those are points that we probably don't see in the old ones, where the people are being annihilated. I don't know if they're actually being annihilated, but I've seen it and it looks like it. There's a lot of people dying in that movie. Yeah, there must have been hundreds of thousands of people that well, died. Well, this one, but not on purpose. Right. But they were, you know, if you think about it, it's like, man... Okay, first, there was all that riffraff that took place in Japan. People at the plant died, but maybe not that much outside of that. Then there was the attack on Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Then there was the attack in Nevada. And then the, oh, the yeah. fight came to San Diego. So nope. 
San Francisco. San Francisco. I do that every San time. Francisco, Whatever, but that was such California. a massive yeah. destruction. Yeah. There's just everything. And that so many people are dying. The world must have had such a fallout from that because it's not like, oh, there's an earthquake in Haiti. The whole world will rally around it. It's yeah. like everyone get in line. And, you know, where do you start? Honolulu is going to get the short end of the stick because they're out there on their mm-hmm. island. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it would be a massive crisis for <laughs> a lot certainly be a massive crisis. of people. But think about the East Coast. They were fine. Yeah, they are. Finally. We would be. So New York was okay. If we were over there. I know. We'd have to. We'd be sending people over. But, I mean, it's a tragedy, but it's not the whole world. And then it's that law in every movie where people are dying as casualties of, you know, like apes or whatever. (laughs) 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 Casualties of apes. Do you know what I mean? Like in Planet of the Apes, like some people have to die in that one too. It's annoying because the apes are fighting the humans Mm -hmm. and it's stupid. And again, the, the, the thing is like, oh, you should listen to like, submit to one another, nature and people. Um, but, yeah. So you picked up uh, on obvi- obviously you you because you just said you picked up on the theme about the uncontrollability and unpredictability of of nature. Yeah. Um. What do you uh do you think there was something going on with um much that that was probably the the primary subtext of the film, but there also seemed to be a a kind of uh. I'm going to say if there's a agenda is the right word, but the military is is quick to run to some kind of nuclear defense. They yeah. want it. They're like, oh, we got a nuke on bombs. Yeah, and then so this gentleman whose father um, survived or was a part of survived or didn't survive Hiroshima, and he carries around the stopwatch. Obviously, he has a personal interest in not using nuclear weapons because mm-hmm. he's a his family was in uh, World War Two. And it seems like every single time the military sends in their nuclear weapon, it works against them. The MUTO will jump out, yeah, take a puff of the SIG, throw it down, and then their you know their last big hope was to lure all three of the monsters into or near a warhead and blow them up. But then the MUTO took it and planted it right in the middle of. Chinatown in San San Francisco, mm-hmm. using their weapons against them. What did you think about all that? Did you think that they that was getting preachy? Did you feel like that was clear? Or yeah, I think I think he was. You know, whatever the quote unquote agenda is, was I think really they're trying to celebrate like science and the respect of science, and that the answer isn't like. Most of the time, it's not just, like, blowing things up. Like, I was frustrated in the movie, as you recall. And I was like, it's so stupid that they're just trying to shoot these massive things when clearly it's not working, but they keep trying it. Yeah, you were annoyed with the soldiers. I was really annoyed because I thought, that's just, like, ridiculous. It's not even working. You can clearly see it's not. So I think even in them doing that kind of, looking kind of stupid that way to the audience, I think it reiterates kind of what you're talking about, how, like, we're quick to just go weapon on things and not think of other solutions because I mm. would just try to think of some other way, I think. Mm. Because the bomb... No, the I'd like to hear some of these ways now. So you're yeah. on the well, bridge and I the Muto is yeah, I don't know. Remember how I was like, I don't know yet, but I'll no, think of you something. No, you told me one way. You said that you would oh, try I would to make in, it eat poison. I would make it eat poison. <laughs> 
Something that killed Wait, all what? its cells in its body. Like what? You have access to pill. something <laughs> like that. You have Maybe. a cancer pill. What? They have access to everything. I mean, I don't know. Something that like destroys. It's like the opposite of radioactivity. And that sucks radioactivity out of people's bloodstreams. So let me make this. Is so I'm, a, I'm a screenwriter right now. I've got to make sure I've got this scenario <laughs> right. You're Bethany. Well, you're actually, on a bridge. No. <laughs> it's night in a destroyed San Francisco. Here comes a muto over it. You're pulling out I, an I, opposite uh-uh. radioactive pill. The p- but it's not a pill. It's like the size of a missile, and it's got a radioactive film on the outside. But oh, inside, so it's like when it ingests it, <laughs> wait, gets sick, sick and dies. It gets sick and dies. Like instantly, it's like poison. Why are you the one with this pill? Why doesn't the mi- well, why I'm doesn't not the one with the pill. I mean, the military could be created. I don't care. But, but I just feel like so it's so ginormous. Yeah, but we should have that in stock. <laughs> we probably should. So you you were bothered by them like shooting their guns at. Yeah, because I just felt like it clearly. It's every leaning time, over you. It's not you worked at right. all. So let's say, yeah, you're on the street. Yeah, I would have shot the crap out of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't have. Yeah, uh, even at the end, we see the we see the boy, who's the man now or whatever. He like yeah. pulls out a gun when the Poor dude. Montu he is out his like looking over him. Pistol. And I'm like, that is so stupid. But I'm like, that's what I do too. Yeah. I know I do it. I'm just saying, after I saw it fail a squillion times especially in Japan, I'd be like, mm, maybe I could think of another solution. Why are they even carrying those things around if it's not going to do anything? Because we're humans and we like to feel like we have some control over the situation. Mm, that's insightful. Thank you. That's true. <laughs> how, did you how, did, how did you feel like uh, Godzilla looked? I think he looked great. Yeah, he looked cool. But he was scary, but he still had this very tender side to him. You know, remember when he was laying down on the ground taking a nap? I thought it was really nice that he, like, opened his eyeball. Or, you know, even when he looked at the guy and he didn't eat him. There felt like yeah. a very nurturing side when, to when him. The, when the building fell on him and know, he was so looking sad. at Ford. Do you think he saw Ford? That I don't think so, because I don't actually think. I don't know how lizards' eyeballs work. Maybe he was like, whoa, an ant. I know. And now I'm passing out. Yeah, that's probably what he did. But the director was clearly trying to show us that yeah, this we wanted to connect animal had some kind of connection with humanity and an appreciation or a mutual respect you with humanity. So? so we saw that. We received that. We received it. We received it. Did, did you th- think he was dead? Either this baby is dead, this big Godzilla is dead, and his baby's living in the ocean, or... Naturally. He is not dead. But I couldn't figure out why he was just laying there. Did you? It seemed like you were more upset when the building collapsed on him. Yeah, because he was being nice. He was defending the U.S. of A. (laughs) (laughs) He was. He was there to help. He wasn't there to be like, and it wasn't maybe even cognitively like for help. He was responding in an animal nature way, but. It was helpful to us. Okay, what I wanted to ask you next was, how did you feel about the monster-on-monster monster action? Because it seemed like you you were actually, this is the irony of it, is that to a Godzilla fanboy, monsters fighting is like, oh my gosh, I want to see the monsters fight. That's so cool, monsters fighting. They even put this line in the movie, let them fight, to get us all amped up. And you, being someone who hasn't seen a single Godzilla movie, 
and it seemed like you were um kind of raring raring for them to go especially like when they first um collide in san francisco in the rain when when the sun's still up and the the shelter doors are closing on the shot you were like well now we can't see and then when they finally started fighting you seemed quite satisfied with that so because i wanted it to be game on yeah i'm I'm so tired of those predator looking montus hurting everybody (laughs) They look like a stapler removal. Removal. They look like the Predator. I've never even seen that scary movie, but I know that they look like Predator it's not actually alien. Not, not yeah, their head like was flat like that. The Predator had a flat head. So then, did you feel like the you wanted it to be game on? Did you feel like there was a satisfying battle there? Um. Yeah. Except that it was two on one, which was annoying. Yeah, you were rooting for um, Godzilla, huh? Yeah, and then I thought it was like a really good idea, though we didn't really even see how the weird predator thing laid its eggs on some kind of stick in there. I don't know what it was. It's the, it was the warhead. The warhead the laid its eggs on the warhead. Um, we didn't see that completely, um, but I thought it wasn't fair. You needed a graphic shot of the. I don't know. I sort of felt like I did. Maybe it's because I'm a woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wanted to try and empathize. Maybe. But I felt annoyed that it was two on one for the for the long. It was pretty a long. Uh, it was a long time. She was like laying her eggs. He was fighting the one dude, and then when they were both on, it was just Fair. kind of. I wanted to ask you about the uh, atomic breath because you mentioned it for a second. You said you didn't know he was going to have. Yeah, I didn't know that. Atomic breath. So, so what are you thinking? You saw his uh, his dorsal fins lighting up. Yeah, I thought something. I thought we were going to learn about a new dimension of who he is or something, (laughs) but I didn't expect the fire breathing from his. You had no idea about that at all? You know, Godzilla had atomic breath. Wow. That's like a known fact? Yeah, sure. It's one of his signature things. Ah. No. Well, that must have been quite. That must have been quite exciting to see that for the first time. Yeah, and I love when he breathes into that guy's neck and his head falls off. Yeah, that's very. That's the hero moment, hero shot. Um, I didn't know it was atomic because I felt like the breath would play into the predator's desire for the radioactive crap, so it only infused them to be. more awful. Right, you're wondering why didn't it power and to strengthen him up? them? Yeah, why didn't it? Do we know? Well, I guess the easy answer is that uh, historically Godzilla's breath has always been some kind of atomic blast, but the movie doesn't define exactly what this movie doesn't define what Godzilla's breath is. For so all we, we don't know, know it could have just been Will like a know? concussive blast or heat or something like that. I still I wonder know. how that works with radioactive material. Just would like to know. Some unanswered questions. Inquiring there. minds want to know. Did you, uh, as a as a female viewer, did you appreciate um, Ford? Did you feel like he's attractive? He had nice arms. Uh, yeah, biceps. he reminded me of Tim Tebow. So. <laughs> <laughs> he reminded you of Tim Solid Tebow. Solid win. Yeah, I don't know why. He kind of had the buildish in the looks. Kinda. Are you imposing on him your own face? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love Timmy. Do you feel <laughs> like, did you resonate with his family issues? <laughs> no, um, my parents are living. Oh, good. Um, yeah, but there's some brokenness there. Yeah, there's <laughs> brokenness. <laughs> of course there is. If you refer to my podcast just from a few weeks ago, you get the full story. But 
Um, yeah, I felt like the storyline was pretty good. I like that there was um, closure with his dad. Except, you know, what's funny is like I didn't feel like they spent a lot of time on the relational piece. You know, I know I mentioned that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm processing it, I think we didn't really get much of a storyline. Between I mean, he and his wife or who? Yeah, just like overall. <coughs> I mean, his his parents, we get that. But then his dad like died in like one second. And mm-hmm. then we don't really see him interacting with his wife for the rest of the movie. Yeah, well, a lot so, was going on. Yeah, and he's busy traveling, working. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it just, it didn't meet all my girl needs that way. <laughs> okay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a I lot could've, of those. I could have gotten more. Because you have a lot of needs. You didn't have those needs met yeah. by Godzilla? Um, I did not. Did you not find Godzilla attractive? We're, uh, we're let, they called, they referred to him as a he, so. Uh, in the, in the reptile sense of the word, I mean, he was strong. Is, is there a different level of attraction with reptiles? He had yellow eyeballs. <laughs> he was strong. Uh, don't think he's tall. He's a hero. Yeah, he's tall. Um, I don't know. I think he was. He's assertive. Um, I I think he's an animal. What about between him and uh, the Mutos? Who was oh, more attracted to? Easily him. You didn't find the Mutos attractive. I'm into the good guys, not the bad guys. He's oh, just okay. a circumstantial good guy. Still, <laughs> the Mutos had like a squillion legs and like. They're just skinny. I like swag guys anyway. That's true. It's you true, do like yeah. swag guys. What did, <laughs> what did you think about the uh, egg sack? Because I, I, I kind of find it repulsive every time I see it. Yeah, I thought it was really gross. Um, But I thought it I could identify it, so I do appreciate that. Like, I could go, well, oh, no. that's its baby sack. We didn't know that. Like, we didn't know she was all prego yet. Yeah. When she and lumbers then, over we don't the even camera know how. with her jiggling sack womb external womb yeah. and but you said oh it's pregnant and then immediately you said or is that it's junk <laughs> <laughs> well maybe we don't need to mention that to america <laughs> <laughs> well what i'm saying is you know it's a it's as far as we're concerned an an alien organism we don't know anything about we it we don't know anything and we haven't had a peek up its shorts or anything we d- <laughs> we also didn't know the process for that baby to be born so we realize that it's like a turtle once we see that it's dumping its eggs into the ground once it's burying this it's like you know digging this big hole we know that oh now it's gonna dump its eggs in there but we didn't know any of that crap i couldn't tell which was male or female until she started dumping her eggs see bethany you probably don't know about this but it's hard being a woman and you're right i don't know <laughs> she was just i'm just all woman <laughs> So I n- also noticed that several times you commented on Doctor, the actor playing Doctor Serizawa's accent, and that you found it a bit difficult. <laughs> it sounded like he was speaking Japanese the whole time. <laughs> I literally could not understand him ever. He mumbled a lot, and he also doesn't speak good English. Okay, that would be maybe why edit that out. Him. Yeah, I don't know. Is that <laughs> is that rude to say? I really don't know. It just wasn't clear English. So yeah, sure, sure. I had to ask you if it was if he was really Japanese or just trying to f- make that accent up because it mm-hmm. was so difficult to understand. Your wife would agree. Oh, you're going to use her as an well, make you seem not as bad? I don't think I'm being bad. I think most people can't understand what he's saying. Could you? 
Uh, there might be there like, may have been uh, a few moments. 1954. I had uh, a harder time understanding him in uh, Inception. There's, yeah, but there's he was supposed to play like a non-English speaker person, wasn't he? He usually yeah, does. He's a, Jap- he's a Japanese fellow in this film. What as else well. is he in? Yeah, but he sp- was speaking he's in, English. He's uh, in uh, Batman Begins. That's right. In uh, Inception, I recall a specific scene where he's like in a helicopter and trying to talk as well, and it's just hopeless. I don't. I think. So you uh, agree? He doesn't speak. Well, I think I. Well. I think I, I mean, understood. Him. <laughs> I've never spoken a different language that well, so no, I. He's bilingual. Him, I give for, him for all we know, he may be try or English and Japanese being his first language. He's maybe it's time he take a break from maybe acting and uh, work on just his speaking skills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just you know, it didn't seem like the most appropriate pick for this role <laughs> All right, when your people can't understand let's hope he's he's not listening he's probably not yeah. he hey bud deeply we appreciate you you're doing great i like Maybe a lot of his movies do an esl uh, kind of thing i thought he lended a certain credibility to the role he he does because it's authentic mm-hmm. but <laughs> we still can't understand him <laughs> so it's a moot point it becomes moot a muto. Mm-hmm. it becomes muto. it becomes a montu <laughs> If you will. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. You've se- you now you've seen Godzilla. Done. And you nailed en- it. You enjoyed it. You didn't hate it. No, I didn't hate it at all. Would you say that you liked it? Yeah, I'd say I liked it. I'd say I'd watch it on TNT on a Saturday night as I'm painting my nails. Is that something that happens? Mm, I gotta say, it does happen pretty frequently. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Here we go. Some like last week, I watched Star Trek again because it was on TV. <coughs> the J.J. Abrams. Oh, so good. And you're a fan Let's of that. Let's talk one? about that. Ugh. Well, hold on a second. You're saying that you would watch Godzilla on TNT a second time. Yeah. Okay. Two times. Right. I probably wouldn't watch it a third. So well, I'd give on him now. one more go. What if you watched it the second time and you're like, I liked it even more the second time? No, I don't think. Because of how slow it moves, sort of, I don't think I would enjoy it a third time. What if you picked up on a lot more of the nuances and you're like, oh, man, a third viewing would really. Perhaps, but I think I could probably nail the nuances the second time around. No, you're Mm -hmm. being. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty. You're being arrogant now. What was was your favorite part of the movie? Yeah, tell us. Let's hear. Uh, I don't know. I'm thrown off because Josh was telling me his favorite parts of the movie. This is my favorite scene. Think for yourself. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry to get you excited about <laughs> no, it. No, it's like so good. I just don't want to steal <laughs> yours. I think my favorite part, I like when he makes eye contact with Ford. Yeah. Before he falls down mm-hmm. and he doesn't eat him. It's very tender. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was nice of him. And I like when he goes back into the water. At the triumph. Yeah. You know, I didn't really care for the last scene, which you would think probably would be my favorite, with like the mom being like, my baby, and then finding her hot husband again. Sure. I didn't really... That's just tying up loose I ends. didn't feel emotional about it. It's all right. Yeah, but I thought it's supposed to be for some people to feel emotional about. I yeah. just... Didn't get you. I wasn't connected. Hard to stone. It just was so inconsistent to connect the emotional connection. It's been piece. too long since the r- last yeah, romance. Yeah, and huh? I didn't even see you guys together very much. And all I right. can think no, about. No, I meant you personally. It's been too long <laughs> since we. <laughs> oh, good. Have you forgotten? Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about all that. Um, but I will say I was distracted by the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen sister. You were distracted by her. 
Well, just like, because the whole time I was thinking, oh, yeah, she does look like Mary-Kate and Ashley. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, you got it, dude. You know, like all that stuff coming wow. back. <laughs> so you looked at her and you saw Michelle Tanner. Basically. Well. It's the curse of being an Olsen. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. I guess. They, they look a lot alike. You know, when Godzilla goes back into the ocean at the end, that must have been another tsunami. It had right. to be. Yeah, Thousands of all those relief workers down there are like, yeah. <laughs> but he slid right in at the end. You think he was, was being a little about more what ginger? his deal was with Hawaii. Like, I know he was speeding up, but like, what was the deal with Hawaii? He was so, he was so fast up out of the water. Something, he was just flowing we around. We didn't see him come out of the water in Hawaii. Well, he was we just on his way. Did. No, we didn't. Well. We didn't see. We got the feeling at the beginning when he. We saw the fins, and then we see the tsunami, and the next shot is when the flares are going off the rooftop, lighting up. Okay, embarrass me in front of everyone. Well, I would like to know where you're going with this. I'm just saying, I don't think. How come he didn't create a tsunami in San Fran? Well, he he. I suppose he did. We just didn't. They were standing in water like one second, but it was because he slowed down to a stop to get out. In Hawaii, he, he was just shooting oh, He by. actually did, at, at, when he wrecked the bridge, he got up out of the water and walked the rest of the way. Yeah. So there might have been some mild flooding, but not tsunami level. There like was mild flooding. We saw that. They yeah. flashed us to that one scene. But he was, when he passed Hawaii, he was cooking. Yeah, he was He charging. must have he been cooking. In hot. Because I didn't, it wasn't, didn't feel consistent. That's all I'm saying. Who's the author? I mean, who's the producer, director guy? <laughs> Gareth Edwards. Gareth? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> How are you going to judge this man's name? He didn't He didn't pick, it. bless him. I know. But anyway, Gareth, get some consistency in the game. That's okay. all I want to say to him. So he's... And good job. And good job. Congratulations. Yeah. But you know And I'm so proud setting. of him for getting to do the Star Wars movie and another Godzilla. Yeah. I do you like that success story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that. It makes me like the movie more. Yeah. One small flick That's up so into the big leagues. It's American dream. So you, let's say this then, and this maybe can be where we land. Godzilla 2 comes out in, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it was like 2019 or yeah, something. It's I, I don't know. It was a date that's so hopelessly oh far gosh. away. I was really I'll be like pregnant. Or, you know, we might be here like this and making jokes about your singleness oh gosh lord let it not be so (laughs) oh i'm sure that's not the case but godzilla 2 comes out will you and your husband your then husband want to join the group that goes to the movie theater to watch it oh yeah yeah so now my husband and i would go to the theater because one i'm emotionally invested i mean one i like let me start over okay one i like the experience Right, Duh. I love going to the movies. And if all my friends were going, I'd be totally in. But the kicker is that now I'm emotionally invested in the storyline. So I have much because more interest. Because of the husband or because you've seen Godzilla? Uh-uh, because I've seen Godzilla. Okay. So now I know the story, so I'm committed to finding out what continues to happen to this baby. What, ha- what if your husband's like, oh, I'm not going to see that dumb freaking movie? I'll be like, okay, I'll go by myself. What if he's <laughs> like, no, I don't like that. I don't want you going without me. <laughs> Uh oh! I'll be like, I guess we're having a fight <laughs> <laughs> over Godzilla. You. I love you, but this is weird. <laughs> we well, gotta look at the other issues in our relationship. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I wanted Something to put that going. on record because you know there will come, there will be a moment in in the three years or whatever it is when 
Godzilla 2 is coming out. And we're saying, oh, we we got to go see that together because remember we did the podcast. Blah, blah, yeah, I'm we've sure already talked about it. We're, we're, we're got good enough memories to recall. You say you and, have a great memory. And in all likelihood, you, you could be married at that point. And what if? So now the drum roll. Well, I mean, I would just. Four year drum roll. I don't know. We'll have to see. All right. When you start dating, you might want to go ahead and put this on the table. Yeah, let him know. We'll get a release date on the calendar and say, maybe on the first date, be like, listen, if we're married. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) This conversation is weird. (laughs) Let's back the train up. I got to get a date first. Okay. This is not an open invitation, by the way, to those listening. (laughs) Yeah. I just, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay. We'll, I can coax we'll him with out. kisses and popcorn and candy. Yeah. That I'm not worried about. Shoulder roll here and there. Yeah. Please. Please. All the appeal. Timpani. Boom. Is that? Timp- I'm not sure what you just, the noise you just That's made. a tuning in timpani. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Then uh, in closing, let's say you've got the five stars. What are you going to give? What are you going to mm, give Godzilla? Or two thumbs up, you mean? Yeah. Well, no, I prefer the stars. I think okay, it speaks to so it. And then I I'd like to hear your too. your your critical consensus. This many stars, and here's why in a sentence. I'd probably do three and a half stars because I was engaged in the cinematography. That's not a thing. Yes, it is. That's a it thing. is? Yeah. yeah, that's good. It was good. You and liked the lighting and the, the look of the film, yeah. Sure, I thought it was overall very entertaining. Okay. I would sit through it again. And um, three and a half because it was a strong film. It's not five. It didn't woo me out my yin-yang. Star Trek is a five? Star Trek is not a five. No. It's a four. What is a five? Four, though. What's the most recent five you've You're seen? You're not going to like this. Let's hear it. But I love Lord of the Rings. That's so. not a recent. Oh, the Hobbit movies? No. You haven't seen them? Enough. I wouldn't give those. They would probably get a three. You wouldn't give them a star off your shoe. They're not as good. They're not as good. But the Lord of the Rings, I really liked. Narnia, I liked. Not a five, though. Mm. What Um, about uh, Captain America? You don't have a five this year? Four? Thor? No, I'd give Captain America a four. Oh, okay. Uh, What have I seen this year that was a five? What did you think about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? How many stars did you give that? Yeah, four. Okay. Yeah, so you're stingy with that five star rating. Five is really spectacular and special. Yeah, I agree. That's good. Yeah. You can't you can't be just throwing these out willy nilly. It's only Lord of the Rings in your book. For your opinion. That's I'm about true. to build my audience here. Dang. Y'all respect. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or the RSS feed at youhatemovies.com. Stay tuned for episode six, in which a group of guys are going to argue about which movies should be enjoyed during the holiday season and why.